Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge to makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lazada Insider, winning the Beauty Digital Shelf Special Series. And I'm your host, Chen. Many Southeast Asian consumers are becoming more conscious of their beauty product choices. They do not want to jeopardize the health of people or the environment for skincare results. In today's Lazada Insider, we will deep dive into green beauty category to explore what the key driver of the sector growth are. Who are these shoppers? How clean beauty brands can avoid greenwashing? What top trends will shape the sector's industry in the next one to two years? I'm very happy to be joined by our expert guests. We have Elian, a new startup founder. We have Melissa Wong, regional people and content marketing manager from Synergy. And we also have Billy, business development manager from Birds B Southeast Asia. Welcome to Lazada Insider. First of all, maybe Elian, you can start or uh, share a bit more about yourself and your, your new startup. Hi, I'm Elian. So I am the founder and creative director of um, a floral studio um, called Elian and Floral Atelier and a jewelry brand called Honest Jewelry. Um, why I'm here, because you might think that uh, what has someone doing jewelry and flowers got to do with this topic? But okay, so I have spent um, about 20 years um, also on top of my businesses on in in the media, uh, in publishing. So my last employment, my last full-time employment was with Howell as the editor. So um, quite familiar with the beauty scene in Singapore and the region. Thanks. Melissa? Thanks for the introduction. Um, it's really a pleasure to be here today on behalf of Synergy. I'm Melissa Wong and I lead the people and content marketing team working closely with Lazada and brand partners on social influencing and live streaming projects to drive traffic and consumer engagement to support business objectives. Thank you. Billy? Thank you, Jen. Um, I'm Billy from Birds Bees Southeast Asia. So I've been with Birds Bees for over five years and um, sustainability was always like i was always interested or wanted to support supportive of sustainable beauty or anything sustainable so i was really happy when i joined birds bees uh, it's really a good um company a good brand and uh thank you for having me here sure thank you for the introductions we will first start the discussion with def by defining what is clean beauty Melissa, from, from your opinions, can you help us to define what is clean beauty and how would you describe the current state of the clean beauty industry in Southeast Asia? I, I think there's really no legal or official definition of um, what clean beauty is in the industry. There's really many brands um, with their own definition of clean beauty. I think, uh, well, to put it broadly, um, clean beauty refers to products that are created without ingredients that harm body and has transparent labeling of ingredients. So um, as we have all witnessed, clean beauty is in a thriving category that has really taken over the beauty world by storm. And there are really more and more clean beauty brands out there um, emerging in the market. 
So um, this in itself is, is also fueled by the rise in eco-conscious um, consumers in Southeast Asia, as more and more people are showing interest in health and sustainability. So with consumers getting more educated and informed, coupled with the ease of online research, they are also doing a lot more research before making a purchase. Like for example, I myself as a mother of two, I actually suffer from eczema. So I have this constant fear of exposing my children to harmful ingredients that are absorbed through my skincare products as I'm still breastfeeding. So this has also prompted me to research and seek out natural or clean products that are safe for my children and also to avoid allergic reactions as well. Yeah. Thank you. So I think Melissa had talked about one of the answer part of my next questions to Elian. So who is the typical clean beauty shopper? So before we categorize any skincare in whatever categories we want, whether it's clean or whether it's a doctor's brand or whatever, the most important thing for women we have to bear in mind is the efficacy. So naturally, if the efficacy part is fulfilled, um, yes, then it matters to them how clean and how uh, natural the ingredients are in what they're putting on their body because we know that you know our skin is actually the biggest organ on our body, so we want to make sure that we consume as cleanly as possible. So it could be um, your millennials, from your young to old, older millennials who are in their early forties now. Um, they are in the know. They have the spending power. They want to know what they're spending on. So that is definitely the key audience um, of the clean beauty consumers, and definitely the Gen Z who is up and coming um, about. They're outspoken, they know what they want, they know what they do not want. And, you know, as with any companies or any businesses, that is also the market that you definitely want to capture because that is the maturing market, the one who is getting increasingly financially independent as well. Uh, Billy, I'm really curious to understand a bit more about your company. What prompted your company to embark on a journey of a clean beauty? Oh, um, well, for Brits Bees, um, we've always like even before the clean beauty trend birds beast was always clean i mean it was always about reconnecting with nature and living in harmony with the planet like our founders um birch habits and roxanne quimby they were they they had this um i guess like a hippie mindset that they really wanted like they lived with no electricity, no running water. It, it, it was really like working with what nature has to give and, you know, not harming the planet. So it's always been like that for birds, bees. Um, the planet is still something until now that's in our business model, like not to harm, like whatever is good for the people has to be good for the planet also. So, um, I think it's great that now people, the consumers, are being more um, conscious of how they are taking care of the environment while they're taking care of themselves also. I think that's great. And I'm happy that, you know, I mean, it works for Brits Bees that we've already established that even before the clean beauty um, came into the beauty scene. Thank you. Uh, Ilian, we understand that uh, in Southeast Asia, there are still some room for improvements in providing transparency in the beauty industry. And of course, we observe some greenwashing events as well. So in your opinions, so how the clean beauty brands can navigate through this? So 
yeah, it's really learning to be more transparent. I think honestly, people don't realize how much all of us, whether we are customers or not, uh, how much we appreciate honesty. If say, you know, your, your product is clean, categorized as clean because it fulfills the minimal requirements to um, make that benchmark, then just be honest about it. And, and it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, some, some brands, they think that, okay, just because um, our packaging is recyclable and, you know, we can do refills and, and uh, examples like that. Um, you know, they, they say that we are a sustainable beauty brand, which yes and no, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a gray area, but I think at the end of the day, they just have to be candid and honest about it. And even the ingredients, you know, um, we all know that certain ingredients have a more scientific name. And which can be very confusing for laymen. So, and sometimes we get way late by, or we see the scientific names and are like, okay, you know, our eyes glaze over. <laughs> so if they could just break that down and just be uh, honest, this what what is this actually? I think that would definitely be a lot more helpful and a lot more, it really helps the conversation get going. Yeah. Uh, anything to add on, Billy? Yes, um, I agree with Yilian. Um, transparency is very important. Uh, if you are a clean beauty brand, the consumers appreciate, you know, the, since they want to know that they make an impact, how they make an impact to the, to the planet, um, you have to be transparent with them. You can't simply put like uh, recyclable packaging or sometimes the logo or the background has some trees or some greens in it so i think there is a difference between greenwashing and green marketing um so when you are a brand that promotes clean beauty it's not just consumer facing like the the company has you know like the regular operations day-to-day -day operations also have to practice that um you know, being eco-friendly to the planet or um, where they source the ingredients and everything. So it, it's just, um, I, I think consumers will know if, if it's just green for the sake of being green because, you know, that's where the money is now. But I, I think they really do appreciate it when the brands um, communicate their green efforts or sustainability efforts. Melissa, so from your opinions, how can clean beauty brands best leverage both online and offline channels for additional business growth? As we know, consumer shopping behavior becoming more omnichannels nowadays. I think like what, um, going back to what Elian and Billy has mentioned, um, you know, consumers are really getting more and more skeptical about like product claims and, and they really tend to, and, and going back to what I've mentioned earlier about how they really do more online research before purchasing um, on, online or even offline. So like for us um, in the online channels, without the support of beauty advices, it becomes very integral for brands to be very consistent and clear with the messaging, um, whether it's internal or external itself. Um, and you really need to take on the important role of education, educating your consumers um, through providing transparent and clear information about the, the brand's ingredients, the product's ingredients, the benefits in all um, the various touch points, whether it's online or offline. 
So when it comes to people and content marketing, which is pretty much my field, um, clean beauty brands really needs to engage the right um, influencer or expert to lend their voice of authority and utilize all the different solutions. Um, for instance, live streaming as an engagement tool to educate consumers and really build on the credibility. Cool. Last but not least, I'm going to ask uh, to all our three experts, what are the top two trends you anticipate in the clean beauty industry over the next one to two years? Maybe we will start with Billy. I think maybe we would see, and I think we're seeing it now already. Um, now the brands are focusing on the ingredients. Um, before, maybe it was like their call-outs in the stores and online and even online would be like uh, recyclable packaging or or I know being eco-friendly but now they focus on the ingredients um, and there's a story for that ingredient so I've seen like um, like let's say Sika ingredient now when you say Sika before you wouldn't I mean people wouldn't really you know they know oh it's for anti-aging it's for sensitive skin but now they they focus on like the ingredient and how it's beneficial for your for your skin so i think that's a beauty trend that we're seeing now and it will even be bigger probably um as we find more ingredients that are good for the skin um and of course not harming the planet while we source well the beauty brand source for these ingredients yes so what i think uh could be coming up um it's been sort of looming already in the last two years is actually um, what I find quite fascinating is Hala Beauty and also TCM. So they also fit into the clean beauty category because you know you have to go through pretty uh, strenuous like uh, regulation to get your brand certified Hala as well. And it has to be uh, devoid of certain ingredients. So I think that is an interesting uh, trend that is up and coming, especially we have such a huge um, Muslim population in the world. Uh, next is TCM. I mean, I'm a huge believer of TCM, not just in beauty, but you know, in your the in medicine or like in body treatments. And if you really believe in the ethos of TCM, um, I don't see why it can't be shifted into like the clean beauty realm as well. Got it. How about you, Melissa? Adding on to that, I think um, I think it was brought up in a previous conversation. So one thing that I've also noticed um, while working with like a few brands um, is really um, the concept of refill and reuse in terms of your packaging. So a lot more and more beauty brands are really adopting this um, refill and reuse model. So they encourage consumers to upcycle their empties uh, instead of just chucking it away. So they could just, uh, you know, just uh, reuse it um, maybe as a, a uh, light holder or, or even like jewelry, jewelry box holder and, and stuff like that. And then um, the other trend that I've also noticed is um, called Blue Beauty. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. So, um, you know, South Korea is pretty much a beauty innovator. So then um, I think um, there's actually an increased um, research being um, done to actually talk about waterless beauty because brands are formulating products with no or minimal water. Um, and this is really to address the global concerns of uh, climate change and, and um, water scarcity. 
Yeah. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you very much for your insights. This is the Zana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. Bye.